This is an ASCII Live media production for the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles official podcast channel. G'day and welcome to the Sea Eagles Community Corner podcast, hosted by Sea Eagles General Manager of Community, Kelly Petrovich, along with Justine Gordon, CEO of the Burdekin Association. Based here on the northern beaches, the Burdekin Association is a proud community partner of the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Each week, Kelly and Justine will be joined by different guests covering some amazing things happening in the community. The Sea Eagles Community Corner podcast is proudly presented by Sea Eagles' major partner, URM. Now, over to Kelly and Justine. I'm joined again by my trusty co-host, Justine Gordon, the CEO of the Burdekin Association, which is a local non-for-profit organisation here in the Northern Beaches. Over the last few years, uh, the Sea Eagles have supported some amazing local initiatives and programs. Uh, many of our players have got a passion to engage and contribute with our local community. And we've spoken a little bit about that uh, in previous podcasts, but our podcast today will focus on an amazing local program, which is called the Avalon Youth Hub. This program uh, is something that's, that we're very passionate about at the Sea Eagles. Um, and, and I know our special guests today are very passionate about it as well. Uh, and we're very proud to say that we're a partner of this wonderful program. So we talk, we're joined today by Tanya Preston. Tanya's the Operations Manager of the Avalon Youth Hub. Welcome, Tanya. Thanks for having us, and I'm so happy to be here. And Ash Downey, who's an amazing young man who started volunteering at the Hub and now works there to support children and young people uh, within the Avalon community. So welcome, Ash. Yeah, I'm stoked to be here. Thanks again for having us. So, Tan, tell me a little bit about the Avalon Youth Hub and how it got started. Okay, so the hub um, came out of uh, a community initiative. Um, some people were really concerned about um, things that were happening in the local community, young people taking their own lives, and this was really devastating for, for Avalon. So a whole lot of members of the community got together and talked about having services and support in Avalon. Um I won't go through names because I'd hate to forget somebody, but a whole bunch of people like the school principals, local members of parliament, local youth services, um, just got together and said, yeah, we need to do something. So the Avalon Youth Hub was born. And when was that? Uh, look, the discussion started about three years ago. Uh, then a lot of behind the scenes development of programs, planning, policies and all that sort of stuff. Um, but we actually launched two years ago. So we, we are just having our second birthday, which is fabulous. Happy birthday. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, been a wonderful two years, a lot of hard work, and a lot of people put a lot of effort in to have um, services available in the community. So, so proud to be a part of it and really privileged to be in the Avalon community. That's fantastic. And, and what is your role, I guess, with, within the Hub? Okay, so I'll wear a few hats, but um, <laughs> primarily I coordinate the operations because we have a range of different services at the hub. So I coordinate everybody getting to the hub at some time because we have counselling, we have community engagement, we have programs, workshops, we have a whole range of things. So I sort of oversee that and make sure that everybody's there when they're meant to be. And one of my main roles is... Um, 
community engagement and that's a love of mine, being up in Avalon, hanging out with young people and just engaging and building relationships with them. That's fantastic. And Ash, um, you know, we spoke a little bit um, in the introduction, obviously you're a local Avalon boy um, and, and now volunteering to support young people up at the Hub. Tell us a little bit about your role. Um, so, yeah, as you said, started off sort of volunteering and then it um, sort of became a bit more of a consistent thing. Um, then, yeah, employment started and uh, as I'm still at university, so studying counselling. So it's cool to sort of get that um, exposure in the field and also uh, exercise that familiar knowledge I have of the community and the kids and and whatnot. So it's, yeah, it's unreal, really. You're also, Ash, a, a little bit more youthful than, let's let's say, Tanya. Oh, that sounded so bad. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you, I, I think, yeah, do you think that's important in terms of being able to connect with the children and young people up there? Oh, definitely. I feel like it's an, a much more approachable um, sort of way to engage with the kids and it's not as formal and it keeps that casual sort of, sort of basis um, amongst it. Yeah, and I think Tanya... Children and young people, they all they all need a, a you know a, a wise a wise lady, um, you know that they can they can come to. Do, does that app happen much at the hub? Oh yeah, look, I think we're really lucky to have a range of age uh, people of different ages that are at the hub supporting young people. Having Ash around is super cool because he's. You know, uh, he speaks so, their language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to, but um, <laughs> doesn't always work. Uh, but but having a range of ages and look, a range of experience. Ash is just starting out studying counselling. Um, we have people from other organisations that have been working for you know years. So it's a great mix of experience, youth, and I would say maturity. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Now, can I, when we talk about the hub and, and what it does, can you tell me a typical week when COVID-19 is not around? What does a typical school term week look like at the hub? Okay, so Mondays uh, are our counselling days. So we have a couple of organisations, Kids and the Burdekin Association, that have counsellors available for free. You can book online or you can just rock up. So um, that's, that's an important day for us. Uh, last year we had Lifeline running a group on a Tuesday night, so that was awesome. Wednesdays is our big day and um, Ash will attest to this that it's a great physical area in Avalon. We've got Dunbar Park where we set up and when kids are leaving school Parents are dropping by and sometimes we have events and fun stuff happening as well. So we love Wednesdays. How many children and young people would flow through the doors on a Wednesday? Ooh, a couple of hundred. A yeah, couple of hundred. <laughs> and, and what's the purpose of a Wednesday? Okay, they flow through the door, they might spend a couple of minutes, but what does that achieve? So it's community engagement, but for me and I know for our other services, it's about relationships and it's about having young people see us there build relationships, build trust. Not all young people will, you know, ring up a service and say, I need counselling. It can take time, Ash, and you would know this. Yeah, Uh, definitely. Yeah, as I said before, it keeps that casual sort of basis around it. It's not as formal as, say, ringing up, but that is a nice way to sort of ease into that and breaking the stigma around that we ultimately are all about, which Mm. is sort of, you know, mental health and helping the approaching the youth and keeping that all casual. 
Yeah. So you might have a couple of hundred kids on a Wednesday afternoon and it might appear that you're kicking a kicking a football around with them or doing whatever, but are you actually having pretty serious conversations with some of these kids? Definitely, yeah. We like to ask them the serious things in a not so serious environment. Yeah. I, I know that there's been some pretty heavy stuff up there and, and having the youth hub there has allowed children, young people and their families to access to access services on the ground that directly supports what's going on for them. I mean, that that's has that happened a little? We have certainly had a few occasions where we have needed to act pretty quickly to support some young people that have been willing to talk about stuff that's happening for them, like they were feeling like hurting themselves. So we were able to, at the time, talk to them about it. Uh, this one time, a young a guy wasn't, he hadn't talked to his parents about it, but he was willing, he agreed for me to speak to his parents. So that set off a whole chain of events that was really supportive. Being there at the time, being able to support someone is really amazing. Yep. And then being able to connect them to the specific specialised services that exist across our community. Absolutely. Because uh, it can be really tricky to, to, to highlight a service that you need or that you want or um, that exists in, in the community. And I think that's something that the Avalon Youth Hub appears to do really well um, for that community. Um, so, yeah, like I think that, that, that kind of covers off what the Avalon Hub, Hub does, but we're, we're certainly here to talk about the Mallory Seagull's contribution to the Hub. So, so Kelly, I might kind of, you know, hand that back to you around why, why are the Manly Seagulls involved with the Avalon Youth Hub? As you've spoken about before, you know, our, our uh, focus at the moment is around uh, wellbeing in, in young people and this for us was, it was a no-brainer. Uh, when we had commenced our discussions, preliminary discussions around how can we best support and, and try and make a, a difference. So I mean, we've been going up to the hub now for the last couple of years, basically since it's it's open from from day dot. So, you know, I can vouch for Wednesdays, and and I've seen it grow. It's been so you know pleasing to as a, an outsider to to watch and see the number of kids that have now uh, been coming, you know, to the hub, and and how that the numbers have have really increased. So it's a credit to you guys, and obviously you're creating a safe space for people to come and feel that they can trust you and have, have these types of conversations. But for us, as the Seagulls, I'll never forget my, my first day that we were up there and um, it was all a little bit chaotic and I'm a bit of a structured person. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there was uh, kids everywhere, balls flying all over the place. Um, you know, our players uh, are quite used to, um, you know, having, I guess, uh, some type of format to, to their player appearances. But both of the players at the time walked away with uh, with such a, a, a sense of, of joy and I think, um, you know, the fact that it was just so relaxed and, and they could just get out and kick a football and actually, um, you know, have kids take their mind off, you know, some of the, the day-to-day issues for, even if it was just for an hour, but just playing some footy in the park, getting them active, um, you know, that's what it's all about for us in terms of community engagement, but also... Yeah, in a, not an invasive way, not a, a forceful way. It's just about trying to, you know, act as mentors and, and give the, the kids, if they wanted to come and have a chat, then they could. That, that type of a relationship that we get to build with, with young people is really important to us. So, Tanya, how have the Seagulls contributed to the hub? So, Kelly's talked about coming up, kicking football around, but what other ways have they been engaged? Well, in, in a lot of ways. So, 
uh, in Mental Health Month, we had a couple of the players who were willing to talk about their personal experiences, um, did a piece to camera for us, which we were able to share, which was amazing. Because players are members of the community as well. And, and even though kids and, you know, some of us adults as well look up to them, um, to know that they've had an experience that is similar to someone else is really powerful. So um, I, I really thought that that was um, a fabulous way for the Seagulls to contribute. We've had Joel Thompson come and talk about his passionate mindset project, which has also been really, really cool. Coming to parties, coming ha- hanging out in the, in the park and doing um, barbecues and being on source duty was, yeah, mm. is, is something else as well that was sort of yeah. cool. Um, and ice block duty. Ice block yeah. duty, of course, very important role and at the family. hub. There was a Christmas party in which a giant Jenga puzzle was crafted and one of the players got a tad bit competitive over that. Wow, that was full on. That was the <laughs> longest Jenga game ever. It yep. was amazing. But, um, you know, what was that skate event, Tanya? What happened there? So, again, this is where I, I think it's amazing that we can talk a little bit more about behind-the-scenes stuff because this, um, the players came on the day to an event, the uh, Avalon Community Jam, that um, was amazing, heaps of people, kids, chaos in the skate park. But that program had been developed by a bunch of the boys at the hub who came to us to talk about the skate park. It just started from a casual conversation about them wanting to find out how they could get some more equipment. I don't know, Ash, what is it, a rail or something? Rails, ramps, all (laughs) sorts, who knows? Yeah, so they they were wanting to um, upgrade, you know, know how they could do that. So we developed a program with um, Totem Skateboarding and um, the fabulous Chris Vaughan where the guys were coming to the hub each week. They developed the event. They also learned how to teach some of the local younger kids how to skate. We had a, one of the boys uh, drew this amazing um, oh, that was artwork. Unreal, wasn't that, it? Yeah. yeah, that was so cool, which we um, then screen printed ourselves with Chris, uh, Chris's help uh, in the hub. So it, there was a whole lot of stuff that went on behind Avalon Community Jam, but having the players come on that day where those boys could see how successful that their plan, you know, it had, had come to be such a success, you know, they're the things that are important and I love this opportunity to share that as well. Hang on, is that the halftime siren? That's halftime, Justine. So we'll go to a message from our sponsor and then we'll come back for the second half and continue talking all things Avalon Youth Hub with Tanya and Ash. The Manly Warringah Seagulls thank our major partner, United Resource Management, for their ongoing support. Season 2020 is URM's 24th consecutive year sponsoring the Seagulls and they are also big supporters of communities right across Australia. The Seagulls also thank Premier Partners, Shore and Partners Financial Services, Lotto Land and all corporate partners of the club. For a full list of Seagulls corporate partners, head to seagulls.com.au. Welcome back. Um, we're here with Kelly from the Manly Ringer Seagulls, Justine Gordon from the Burdekin Association and Ash and Tanya from the Avalon Youth Hub. Now, we finished off the first half of the podcast and we didn't even get through the whole week. I think we got all you know excited talking about the, the Wednesday afternoon engagement, which I know we're going to come back to. But what else happens on a typical week up at the Hub? So Thursdays, we again have counselling or uh, assessments from Headspace. So the um, Mission Australia um, has a counsellor available. 
these are free services and it's just amazing to have those organisations involved at the hub. And are kids, are kids accessing these services? Yeah, sure. You can book online or they can call the hub phone, check our website or drop by when we're there. That's fantastic. Ash, again, you know, given you're a, you're a local boy and, and um, you have seen, uh, I guess, now working at the hub, building a relationship with, with the kids in the area, what impact does it have when the Sea Eagles players come up and, and visit them? I think the, the grommets themselves are, can be a testimonial to this, but they think it's beyond brilliant having, you know, their idols around. I can remember being, you know, their age, playing for the Avalon Bulldogs and I think my head would have exploded if, if I had, you know, the Manly Seals rock up down at Hitchcock Park. What have you seen, Ash? You know, so, so now you've been there on the days that the Seagulls have come up. What are you seeing? I think it's great to have them there sort of at the, yeah, the skate park, sort of the community jam and so heavily involved with all the, the kids. And also going off what Tanya said earlier, just seeing that they're, they can be vulnerable, they're human, they're just like the rest of us. And sort of you know, showing that to the kids is just an amazing thing to expose them to at that young age and see how that sort of develops throughout their life, just keeping in mind that their idols are human as well, just like the rest of us. Yeah, but, but the opportunity of a kid to, you know, have their idol there in front of them, I mean, that memory lasts forever. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's something they're going to, you know, keep in their memory bank for the rest of their lives. <laughs> And I think, you know, earlier we spoke about the fact that these, these guys are just, uh, you know, are humans and, and have experienced challenges in their lives. Uh, the fact that the kids can relate and see that their idol, you know, has also overcome adversity or overcome bad times in their life and they can share their story. Uh, how impactful, Tanya, you know, is that on, on the kids to be able to know that it's okay, that they're, they're not doing so well and that, yeah, some of their heroes have experienced the same thing? Oh, again, like I said, it can be really powerful because to know that other people struggle with um, similar things to what you may be struggling with or your friends or in your family just helps it feel okay. And with a real focus on asking people to reach out and look for help, it is a big part of uh, sharing the stories as well. Because if, if, you know, tough footy players are able to be vulnerable and talk about experiences that they have had, and particularly very personal experiences, some young people might find the courage to talk about what's happening for them. And that would be amazing. So, yeah, and the fact that players are coming up into the community and being around young people and they might be having a certain message like in Mental Health Week or month, Mental Health Month, mm. they're also there kicking the footy, just talking um, and like we say around the Barbie, you know, which is uh, a really natural environment. I think, you know, the Sea Eagles and the Hub have a wonderful partnership. One thing that was you know, we were really excited about in terms of leveraging our partnership was having the inclusion of, uh, of the kids from the hub in our community round uh, last year. So, you know, the, we, thanks to URM, we, we had our community round and, and really were able to provide these kids with an opportunity to experience different roles on game day, um, have them involved in different capacities such as, you know, running our social media, um, you know, performing roles such as media, um, interviewing some players, you know, um, and also showcasing some of the wonderful talents that some of these kids in our community have, such as 
um, musicians, um, you know, arts and crafts. And also uh, I think we even had Maxi, the Headspace DJ, playing on the day as well and showcasing his talents. What did that mean for, for these kids to be involved in a professional, you know, sporting event? And essentially, you know, we let the kids take over take over the game uh, or take over the operations of running the game. And how important was that to them? Oh, super important. I wish we could have them all here and maybe that can be another podcast because our partner agencies had representatives from their youth advisory groups. Youth advisory groups play such an important role in all of our services. So having a young person be the ground announcer on the day uh, was uh, super cool. So it's amazing that the Sea Eagles have been so welcoming and come up with these amazing ideas to help young people feel a part of what we were doing, what you were doing on that community uh, round. Yeah, it was Uh, a special day. Yeah, it really was. So maybe you could talk to those guys because that would be cool. Mm -hmm. I think uh, that that was one of the uh, key things. There was another key day where a whole bunch of of players and and some of the older players, you know, came up. What what was that day about, Tanya? What happened there? Was that Jeff Tuvey again, Justine? Look, it may have been. Well, it was (laughs) Tuves. So... The uh, URM had a uh, promotion for free tickets. Um, might have been last year. I, I think they did that. They did that, they did that every game. They it was last 10, year. They had 10,000 tickets. tickets across the whole season that they bought junior tickets for, for kids and uh, they gave them out throughout the whole year. Yep. Yeah, so we had a day set up for Tooves uh, to come uh, up to the hub and just sort of promote and let people know. And, and he actually gave away some tickets. As it happens in the winter, we had some wet weather, so we had to cancel last minute. I was at the hub outside just and people were rocking up, oh, what's happening? And I said, oh, look, sorry, we had to postpone, so we'll be back next week. There was a couple of young kids that were there from the primary school with their folders, like, you know, weighing them down, full of um, footy cards. And just the look on their faces, I think I actually took a photo because it was it was so sweet. It broke my heart a little bit. I knew that Tubes would be back next week. So, um, you know, those sorts of, of moments uh, stay with me because, uh, you know, they rocked up the next week were able to jump in the um, photo that was taken for the media and was on the Sea Eagles website. So, yeah, it was, it was really cool. I think on that day there were a, a number of, of kids who, you know, just spent the entire day following some of the players around and, and waiting for their opportunity you know, to get their cards signed. Um, do you want to tell a little story about one of those those kids who, I don't think he had his card on the day, did he? Or he, he had to go back home? Oh, that was a footy. That was a footy. So a kid that was like, oh, I've got to go home and get my footy. Can you wait? And it was Dylan, who's been an amazing supporter of the hub. He hung around and waited for that kid to come back to sign his footy. You know, that's the part of uh, our partnership with the Sea Eagles that I love. And I should declare, yes, I am a Sea Eagles <laughs> fan. I should have declared that a while ago. But... For the players to give up their own time is uh, something that I think is uh, just uh, amazing Mm. because they've got training. I think it's the off-season, like depending on whether they're in-season playing, and I know it's a bit different this year, but or in their off-season, most of them are giving up their own time. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate it. So, Tan, 
on that note, I guess, you know, the players are, um, are, are really keen to get involved and, and continue that, that wonderful work uh, that they have been doing at the hub now that footy's back, you know, and, but once we get back to some uh, past COVID-19, what are some of the things that the hub has got coming up? What are the plans in the near future for the hub? Well, again, we have to uh, sort of reset after COVID because we had a lot of stuff organised for mm. Youth Week. Youth Week was going to be amazing and I know that we are always negotiating with you, Kelly, around players' availability and what's coming up and what would be worthwhile. So we're going to have a number of events um, that will be rolled out when we can. Um, we have a fabulous program, Waves of Wellness, that we are sort of partnering with Foundation Wow, and Ash has been a big part of that. So maybe you could talk a little bit about the Wow program, share how that's been going. So the Waves of Wellness is a sort of surf therapy program that uh, reaches out to the youth as well, and we sort of uh, break it up into little segments. We basically mental health orientated, but we also you know, get to surf and sort of play in the sand and whatnot, we'll sort of spend a portion of it, you know, opening up to each other, getting to know each other, then sort of breaking that up into, you know, mental health tools and sort of how we can incorporate them in our day-to-day lives. Um, and then at the end, sort of incorporate it and how it can sort of uh, use it in the ocean and how the ocean helps definitely with your, not only physical, but mental well-being and, you know, work on your surfing skills, your pop-ups and your, you know, duck dives and whatnot. But, yeah, no, it's a great program that we'll probably continue collaborating with in the future. How are you doing that with COVID-19? What have you been doing? Uh, so we've had to adapt. Um, we've moved to Zoom, which is sort of the new new thing. But, um, yeah, which has also opened up that window to reach out in a state. So we've got some people from Victoria joining in now, um, not just sort of, you know, the local community, which is, which is another cool aspect of this whole online stuff. And I know you've run kind of one group to completion and that was in the surf. What are some of the things that happened from that? Or what was the outcome for some of the kids that were involved in that? What was the outcome for you? What did you see? It was great to see them sort of getting amongst the the waves and, you know, I've had people come back saying they've learned some, you know, really useful tools and it was great to have that sort of, uh, you know, different sort of environment in their therapy and, and having that mental health involvement with nature has been a really great thing for them. And I think some of the, the kids, you know, struggle to, to socialise with, with their peers and struggle to share their feelings and thoughts. And was that an opportunity for them to do that? Great way to make friends, yeah, as well. Um, and just also, yeah, expose that vulnerability between just, you know, people you wouldn't usually get to know. And it's a great dynamic of, of people that sort of join in. Tenny, you spoke earlier about some workshops and other programs that, that you guys will, will be running. Uh, how can the Sea Eagles get involved and, and help support some of those programs that you'll be looking to implement in the future? Well, we, we always welcome their presence at the Hub when they can. Uh, I think that coming along to any of our events, if there is uh, a certain theme in the community, like at the moment it's Reconciliation Week, uh, like we have Mental Health Month coming up, we have, I think Youth Week might have to be reassigned because it was in April, so it may come later in the year. So if I'm keeping you in tune with what's going on at the Hub, uh, Sea Eagles players are always welcome to be a part of whatever we're doing. 
And one last question for you, Tanya. Um, how can the community help the, with the work that, that you're doing at the Hub? Well, we can always do with uh, donations. Our fundraising efforts have been put on hold due to COVID. So anything financial gets us uh, running fabulous events in the community and providing much needed services in the area. Uh, volunteering and just spreading the word about the hub. Jump on our socials. What just... does socials mean, Tanya? I'm a bit <laughs> think too old. What does that mean? On our social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, our website, to just share the word about the hub. We've we've talked about some pretty full on topics today, and I think it's really important to to say that. If what we've talked about has, has, if people are feeling a bit uncomfortable or they're concerned or it, it's made them feel a certain way, then we encourage you to call Lifeline on 131114. Obviously, if it's emergency, a life is at risk, then triple O always should be called. But Lifeline, are a great service to just chat to. As Tanya mentioned, um, if you want to get in contact with the hub, don't make money, um, your time, you've got something to offer then please call the hub on 0487-936-875. Tanya, I believe you've got that phone on your person. Always. Yeah, pretty much 24 hours a day. I think that's the full-time siren, Justine. So we're out of time for today, but a big thank you to Tanya and Ash. They're doing wonderful things up at the hub. Um, and I encourage uh, anyone uh, that is interested in being involved to to jump on their socials and website. <laughs> we love our relationship and partnership and we look forward to working, continuing to work with you guys in the future. So thanks very much, guys. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having us. This has been the Seagulls Community Corner Podcast, presented by Seagulls' major partner, URM, and recorded in the studios of Manly Media Partner, ASCII Live Media. You can follow the Seagulls on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as LinkedIn. For more episodes and other official Seagulls podcast channel series, head to seagulls.com.au forward slash podcast. This has been an ASCII live media production for the Manly Warringah Seagulls official podcast channel.